customs and classic cars and trucks. Street Rod and Custom Radio is your inside track to today's automotive hobby. Now, here's your host, Dan Boots Longinette. We are back in the saddle again. Did you miss us? Did you miss me, Ryan? Vacation time. Uh, I don't know if they miss you. After Way too many to sing. car shows. We're back, folks. Street Ride Custom Radio. I'm your host, Dan Boots, Longinette, and Ryan in the Fishy Bowl. Seems like I haven't seen you forever, brother. Yeah, I took a week's vacation. And, uh, Where'd you, you go? I was down in Daytona in Florida. Now, you're not being a true gearhead now that you're stuck in my world. Do you actually, when you're driving in Florida, do you look around at cars now? Then you, before, you probably didn't really pay much attention to it. Oh, you? yeah. I saw a couple was down there. But, I mm. mean, you saw. I took the first thing down there. I took a picture of the Speedway. That's I, I haven't seen the Speedway since they did all that. It's awesome. Really? I haven't seen it since the new. I mean, we haven't been down there for three years. I mean, it, it looks awesome. And I know this from where our hotel, our uh, our timeshare is. Uh-huh. You used to not be able to see the Speedway. Now you can see the top. You can of see it. it from. You can see the stands from. No there. way. Yeah, it's they crazy. raise it like eleven stories. Yeah, or it's. I mean, it's totally different. If you have not been by Daytona Daytona International Speedway, yeah. it's totally different. It, it looks awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you a Daytona story in a second. But before we get started, um, two great guests today. We have Nut Job. This is the name of the company. It's Ha Ha LLC. So you're going to go to haha-nutjob.com. Now, what is Nutjob? Get your mind out of the gutter. When you go to their video on YouTube, you'll probably go back in the gutter. <laughs> you'll go straight to the gutter. But, but. but I'm walking through Good Guys two weeks ago, and there's a gentleman there with a, a cleaning tool that I was like, okay. He starts selling me. I'm like, whoa, shh. I got this. I'll take it. I said, what's the bonus deal? You know, In other words, you know, buy one today. You get. I bought the whole kit for like. I don't know, 25, 30 bucks. Guess what? Walked out 57. Finally, my 57 nuts are clean. And your lug nuts. Yeah. Your lug nuts. Because you can't get your finger down in there. And with billet wheels, I hate billet wheels to begin with, and I know it's a necessary evil, but this thing is awesome. He's going to come on the show today and talk about it. And then we have our buddy Steve Shard from ForgeLineWheels.com, and he's going to explain. You know, last time we had him on, I was asking him, you know, I'm still not clear why Forge is so, I guess the, the I took the fact that they pressure when they stamp the aluminum out, mm-hmm. they push all the air bubbles out of it. And I guess when you think of aluminum the, to make an understanding, which my own mind, is when there's air pockets in the aluminum, that's a weak point. Solid, solid. So I think that's what forges so all So they about. get all that out of there. Yeah, they press it all out with like a 9,000 ton, 6,000 ton hydraulic press. Get your hand stuck in that. It wouldn't feel good. Boy, it'd be a good place for someone you didn't like. Hey, re- reach in there and grab that nut. <laughs> See, there's a nut up in there. You grab that in there for him. Hit the button, Bob. It's not very nice, Boots. I know. But anyway, nut job, I'm telling you. I've used this thing. It's pretty cool. And uh, we'll have some perky little corny little <laughs> jokes throughout the show. I haven't seen it in action, but I've just seen the videos. It seems like an awesome idea. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's one of those things like Velcro. It's like, who thought of this? And I hope they got a big boat. And you know what's funny, and maybe we'll talk to him about this, the the, the story of Nutjob, how it came about. They were actually driving around Daytona Beach oh, really? when That's it right. came about. Yeah. So well, we all, cool. We've all taken screwdrivers, the rag on it, and sit there and spin it around the nuts. But sometimes a screwdriver will poke through, and you scratch up your wheel, and you don't even know the screwdrivers poke through the microfiber towel. So... Just, I mean, this is just a way, just one more thing to make your life just a little easier. Um, it's like the Powerball. I still use that thing. Some people say it's outdated, but let me tell you, I get my Mac tool drill out, I throw that Powerball on it, and I go to town with my Jack's wax. <laughs> and it just it works because I hate polishing billet. Ugh. I love chrome. 
I, I'm sorry. I'm a chromosexual. That's my big joke at the Hot Rod mm-hmm. Drag Tour. But I, I just, I, I love chrome. But I want to talk about Daytona for a second. About three years ago, my right-hand man, Johnny Tomer, which helps me with the show cars and the, and the rig. And for my other radio show, Auto Smarts Radio, that I do, I was driving the rig down, and we had lost a tire right outside. Uh, well, first of all, the night before, we lost a tire, an outside tire, right in Macon, Georgia, because we were coming from Ohio to Daytona. And I went to one of these tire shops, and I roll up, and I was like in the middle of Kentucky. I mean, Georgia. It felt like I was in Kentucky. And this guy goes, can I help you? I said, I need a tire on. I need a tire bad on my motorhome. He goes, all right. And I said, a place to grab a bite to eat. He goes, yep. So we went down the road. I threw the guy 50 bucks, and I left. Well, in Ohio, a good used tire is 25 to $50, and I thought I owed money when I got back. When I got back, his wife's like, okay, you're good to go, but I can't believe you tipped him $40. I was like, $40? Yeah, and a used tire like that's $5. $5 put her on. Wow. I went, oh, well, congratulations, tip of the week. And then I get down towards <laughs> Daytona, and I have another blowout on the inside rear of the left dually, and we're so focused on the tire. I said, I don't know how much longer before we're running to Daytona, but we we have to be getting close. This is ridiculous. So we roll in the like, Pep Boys or something to get a tire, and we get a truck, and I'm like, man, I hope we just make it. And I look up, and there's the speedway. We were across the street. <laughs> that showed, yeah, I was like, rut row. So anyway, that's that. Those are the cool stories of the week. But again, we have two great guests. We got Nut Job, and we got Forge Line Wheels coming on. So stay tuned because it's going to be a wild show. And uh, pardon the puns, because we got some jokes. You're tuned into Street Rod Custom Radio with your host Dan Boots Lunginette and Ryan Baker in the fishing. Introducing the newest addition to the Craftsman C3 lineup, the C3 19.2-volt brushless drill driver. A brushless motor means you get 50% more runtime, 30% more power, and a motor life 10 times longer than the traditional brush motor drills. With up to 600 inch-pounds of torque, LED integrated lights, and a Jacobs metal ratcheting chuck to lock bits solidly in place, you'll get even your most difficult projects done fast. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, Sears, Sears Hometown, and Sears Hardware Stores. Craftsman. Made to make. Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. I'm your host, Dan Boots Longinette, and I'm with our old buddy, Steve Shard, and he's from Forged Line Wheels. And Steve, I know it's a busy time of the year for you guys, so uh, tell me what's new and improved in your world. But business first, then I want to talk about the Yanko stuff you just made my skin crawl off my neck with. But go <laughs> go with business first, then we'll get to the nitty-gritty personal nightmare. Well, business is good. You know, we're in the middle of car show season, and... We get out to these shows and we meet the fans and we bring the wheels out. And, you know, the recent one was uh, in Columbus. It was one of our favorites. It's local. And a lot of the guys that come out, they want to see the wheels. They want to see the finishes and the colors. And a lot of them hold out until the show. And so when, um, right after our good show, like Columbus Good Guys, we'll, we'll have a, a really steady stream of business with, uh, with that. And then, uh, you know, I, I hate to scare you, but SEMA's coming up already. Oh, so, <laughs> I know. We just got back from there. Plan or, we're doing a lot of builds and, uh, and a lot of stuff. Uh, Edelbrock, Stay Build, you know, the Mothers. Um, a lot of these guys that are you know, having builds uh, made for SEMA. So uh-huh. those are all in the, uh, in the works. Okay, how do I say this? So when people are buying wheels, can they call you guys up and, and order a specific offset? Oh, yeah. That, that everything's made to order. Okay. I, I mean, I knew yeah. that. I just wanted to hear it from you because 
I don't know. It, when I was building my 57 the last time, and it was prostrated before, and I wanted to put the 20s on the back, and I measured it exactly the way I wanted to build. And I even right. went to Jake's, and when I got my Mickey Thompson's, the 22-inch wide radials, I even called Mickey Thompson. What is the overall up to the proper PSI mounted on this 18-inch wheel? How much is my overall uh, the sidewall from edge to edge in my tread right. width? I had it all down. I was still off five eighths. <laughs> so is that normal, or am I that stupid? <laughs> oh no! You know, we find that sometimes measuring the the um, it's hard to measure without a wheel. It really is. On the, you know, you tried to load the suspension. You try to do the measuring tape. Now, nowadays, there's these uh, fitment tools. And then there's a couple that are really good. C-Tech makes a really good one. Okay. And, um, and you basically can make a wheel out of this tool. You buy the tire, and you actually fit it on, and it's strong enough to... Whoa, whoa, to whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow out. down here. There's, there's a company that sells a tool that I can put in the inside of the tire and, yeah. and make it work. Why didn't anybody tell me this? Well, I, you know, it, 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 it's neat, and uh-huh. we have one that we'll ship out to people because they're still kind of pricey. So, you know, the, the roadster shops, the, the Detroit Speed, the, the, the Speed Techs, they, they usually buy one so that they can nail it. But for a normal guy, you know, spending $500 make sure that the set of wheels is going, you, it, it's a little hard to swallow. Right. So they just but, give you a deposit uh, or something, and you'll send it out and let them borrow it? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Well, so, cool. so okay, explain this to me. So, so I, I've got a twenty-inch wheel uh, a tire. It's it's twenty-two inches tread, and I, I can put this inside of it. I mount it. Does it does it have like lug nut holes? That I tighten the lug nuts down, or how does that work? Yeah, the whole thing is adjustable. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Okay, and you can and you can build it to an eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Has all these different holes, and uh, so you kind of build it like an erector set. Okay. Um, and then you can slide the center in and out. So you, you put it up and you put it on and you move it a little bit where you think it is. And then you lower the car down a little bit and it's pretty slick. That is a, I hope the guy, I, I, anytime someone invents something that no one else has and it makes, I hope it makes them all millionaires because to my life, I've got a million dollars worth of brain damage from trying to fit wheels. No, no, I lucked out. I had a nine inch Ford and I was able yeah. to cut the axles down five eighths. Because I like right. a I like a wheel that's close, I like a yeah. tire it's almost hitting but it's not. And I yeah. hate to see the old pro streets from the eighties and nineties where they just kind of tubbed it and they kind of did it, and the front tires are actually wider by about three inches in the back. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Citroen going down the road. You know what I mean? So <laughs> nowadays it's definitely a lot easier. Yeah, to, to well make that's it right. amazing. So 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 you're at Good Guys uh, in Columbus, and you were over by the pro touring and. There's probably the probably the highest of all that is seeing your a car go by with your wheels on it. Oh yeah, that and in, in, in the autocross, you know, when the heavy hitters come out, the the, the big big guys, I would say seventy percent of them, you know, run our wheels. They they do it for a reason. Plus, you know, we've been doing it for so long with these guys. We have very good personal relationships with them, and you know, seeing the Danny Pops. Um, and uh, Kyle Tucker's and these guys that really are hammering it out there. Uh-huh. Um, they need a good wheel, and, um, and it's really cool seeing our wheels out there with uh, such great people and uh, great competition. All right, well that's awesome. When we go on break, where do what, where's your website so people can go on there while we're on break? We'll <laughs> Forgeline.com. Very For- very easy. That's a rough one. Forgeline.com. So get on that website, people. So when we come back to the sec- next segment, we're going to talk some. 
Eh, let's talk some technical real quick, and then we're going to tell you the horrific story that he shared with me on break before I start not doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette. We'll be right back after this. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydroevacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. Hope you went to the website and we're looking up at ForgedLineWheels.com. Is that right? Wheels Forge Line. Yep. F O R G E L I N E. .com. That easy. Okay. So what's the newest and greatest and, 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 and just off the chain invention you guys are up to right now? Well, right now we're developing a carbon fiber outer wheel that we're going to be bolting in a, uh, aluminum 6061 center and we're going to be able to make say a 20 by uh 10 inch wheel will be under 19 pounds oh my it'll be one of the lightest weight wheels other than being a full carbon we um we, we looked at full carbon it doesn't give you a lot of uh adjustability you have to make it a certain offset right so we had been working with another um carbon fiber manufacturer and they uh as we developed what our needs were versus their needs, you know, being in aerospace, they had no idea what was what was important in uh, wheels. Mm-hmm. And these guys really uh, put it together. We've been testing it for uh, about six months now. We took mm-hmm. a few out to the track. We've done impact, and we're ready to release it. It'll it'll be released at SEMA, but we'll be uh, putting out some uh, pictures. I would say probably in late August, early September. But we're pretty excited about. Um, this new new product. See, I've messed with carbon fiber a little bit, and I know you probably gets questioned all the time. How, is there is there a psi uh, a, a foot pounds of torque that you you bolt the bolt? To? I know there probably is from sure. the aluminum the carbon fiber, but how did you test that? Do you guys crank crank down to what breaks the carbon fiber? Or? No, we reinforced it in, in that okay. area, so it, it's not as bad. It's, okay, uh, it wasn't nearly. That was one of our concerns as well, but it, it turned out that it wasn't. That. So, so basically, anyone can get one of your wheel designs and just order the carbon fiber uh, hoop, you might say, right? Not yet. When okay. we release it, we're going to have special um, centers that we're going to make for that, that's a little bit out there for us because we're going for some more of the exotics. And then I would say after six months or a year after that, then we'll be introducing um, some of our others or making it an option. It's it's going to be new. It's going to be specific to some particular um, applications, but we're pretty excited about well, it. Well, you know, when I think of carbon fiber, when it gets damaged, it's like that waffle wafer candy. <laughs> it it kind of crunches, you know what I mean, when you take a bite. I hate to say it that way, but it's anything I can picture when I think of uh, carbon fiber. So on the wonderful streets of the Midwest of the United States, how's yeah. a ch- what's a pothole going to do to the carbon fiber? Well, from our testing, the impact has done very well. Okay. We're very excited uh, how it came about. That's what was definitely one of our uh, concerns. Uh, we had tried this, oh God, eight years ago, and that's exactly what happened. Impact uh, stopped us. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they're constructing and weaving uh, particular carbon fiber in, in certain locations, it's, um, 
it's not having an issue. We right. were going over berms at 100 miles an hour. Oh. And, um, and uh, it's not, we're not seeing uh, the, uh, the t- deterioration. I was at a car show, and I watched some old guy, and I say old guy. He had to be in his 70s. He had his 30-year-old little girlfriend with him, naturally Lamborghini. But, <laughs> but he pulled up next to a curb, and he curbed both wheels on the passenger side. And, and I, he got out. I was like, oh, and he goes, oh, I do it all the time. And you should. I was like, oh, my goodness. What's So I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking with carbon fiber, I can't imagine that as strong as it is. I can't yeah, curb. No, curb. It, it really is. It, now, it will curb just like any other aluminum wheel. Yeah. So we should sell yeah, carbon fiber it, curb feelers <laughs> for Lambo owners. <laughs> I mean, his eyes were on something else. Naturally, I can't blame him for that. Exactly. But yeah, but anyway, so that's the cool. I mean, I that is kind of amazing to me. I can't wait to see them. They're probably going to be pretty costly. So, I mean, I'm assuming a set of those wheels are going to probably be. They'll be around twelve thousand. Okay, I was going to say seventy five hundred to ten grand. So, like, a, if a guy wants to put a set on his Chevelle, he's still going to have about twelve grand wrapped up in them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is more for the Ferrari, that Lambo, the Porsche. Yeah. Um, we're trying to, as much as we want to, and do racing and, and do very well with the pro touring. It's, it's, it's an invaluable market to us. One one market that we would like to grow a little bit more is the uh, what we call the exotic market. Ooh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I often say this: I cracked the windshield on my E three fifty, and my yeah. deductible was a thousand. So I'm like, ah, well, I'll just buy the windshield. Well, it was sixteen hundred. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, you know what? If I'm going to drive a, a sixty some thousand dollar car, I guess I can afford a sixteen hundred dollar windshield. So if someone has a Lamborghini and are complaining about twelve thousand dollars worth of wheels on a half million dollar car, they're going to get over their soul. They're okay with it. <laughs> they better uh, be. So before we went to break, you said you blew up a Yanko motor this weekend. Well, my father races Yanko Stinger. He raced in the national runoffs in SCCA in the in seventy four seventy five and placed third. And so he has another one, uh, a real one, uh-huh. that uh, we've been vintage racing for a while. And, you know, some some years we can go and just drive it and park it and never look at it. And some weekends <laughs> we had, like we had in Road America, oh my goodness. 12 Yanko Stingers there this, this weekend um, hey. for our 50th anniversary. And it was really a neat thing. But we had a heck of a time. We uh, lost a cam, which we've never lost a cam. Uh-huh. Uh, then we... Um, then we broke a rod, which we've never broken a rod. Oh, did it come out of the block, though? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mind spinning a bearing. We, we can sleeve that cylinder, but well, I guess you yeah, can fix it. Yeah, this gone. Gone, huh? <laughs> and what's your dad do, to shake his head and walk away? Yeah, you know, he's been doing this for a long, long time. All right. And uh, it was all good. We actually borrowed a third engine. There you go. And uh, and he did really well past 25 cars. Right. Uh, had a, Had a great time. And, um, you know, it all ended well. All right, Steve. We appreciate your time, as always. Good luck on the um, carbon fiber wheels. I can't wait to see them on the cars. Go to ForgeLine.com and check out his good stuff. Steve Shard with ForgeLine. We appreciate it, brother. Thanks, Booch. Talk Take to care. you soon. You're tuned into Street Rod and Custom Radio. We'll be right back after this. The Dodge brothers weren't big on self-restraint, and thank goodness for that. Because when you're always pushing the limits, you engineer cars like the available 370-horsepower Dodge Charger with a Torque Flight 8-speed automatic transmission. It's why Dodge is the only brand that grows as fast as it drives. One drive and you'll discover why Dodge is America's fastest-growing performance brand. Data is calculated using the latest available year-over-year retail vehicle registrations. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. And like we promised, we have the nut job in the house, Randy Crusher Lewis. I got so many questions for you, Randy, other than I'm probably the most easy customer you've ever dealt with. Was that pretty easy to sell me something? Oh, it was easy. You were <laughs> jumping right in. I was so proud of you. I was like, no kidding. It's about times. I hope I hope you and your partner get your business partner, I should say. Your business partner and you get so wealthy that you're on the same yacht club as the Velcro guy. Because that's how good this invention is. Because I hate my billet wheels, and I hate cleaning lug nuts. And you know what? One of my billet wheels one time, I took a little little, well, a little regular you know, carburetor tuning type screwdriver, shoved a, a rag over it, and was wiping in there. Didn't realize the screwdriver poked through the rag and gouged up my aluminum. Yeah, that's such a common story. That happens yeah, so that's, many times. And, yeah, and it's your know. fault for not inventing this earlier. So 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 tell me this story real quick. I'm going to put it in my words. I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. This is basically all the cleaning stuff we have on our, all of our cars. The, last, the only thing most of us don't clean is all that garbage from a uh, where a lug nut is. What do you want to say? What's the word I'm looking for? Where it's sunk into the wheel. What's the professional word I want there? I call it just the surrounding area. Yeah, re- recessed area of your wheel where you can't get your fingers down in, and if you do, you lose some fingernail tips or some skin. So, this is a this is something you can manually do, or you can put on your drill and polish it. Now, I've got the, the big uh, the big red ball or whatever you call it. And I do my wheel, and I've always looked at it. And I just give up on it. Now, for an indoor show or a high end show, I'll take one lug knot off and then clean around it because I can get my pinky down in there sometimes. But it's a pain. So when I saw this, I'm walking through the back door, good guys, up in the Columbus, Ohio market. I'm walking through, and I saw this. I said, you may kid me. I said, okay, I'll take it. And you're like, well, hold on. Then I thought you were going to upsell me and like give me a credit card in some you know swampland somewhere. But no, you you made the deal even better. I think I spent, what, 30 bucks with you? I think so. And I've already got everything, and, and I've already got $100 worth of use out of it. I've used it three times. It's absolutely amazing. So tell me why you invented it. Tell me the story, how it came up, and we need to get out in the market to save our gearhead friends. Okay, just a, a quick background. I have a professional racing background as a fabricator and stuff, so I was used to solving problems, basically, mm-hmm. is how it came about. Uh, my, my buddy Steve, uh, uh, he told me one day, he said, hey, uh, he came from the military, so he was used to cleaning things all the time. Uh, I'm not that way. I'm, I'm not always cleaning on stuff, but I do like creating things. Anyway, Steve says to me one day, he says, man, this is a problem. I can't get in and clean around the lug nuts on, uh, on my Corvette. So uh, he said, we need to come up with something to solve this problem. And uh, another thing, I'm obsessive. Whenever there's a problem, I have to figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just like that, uh, uh, I started thinking on it, and we were actually on a trip to see the, the space shuttle launch. Okay. And uh, uh, so I, I had plenty of time. I was the passenger in the car, so uh, I had a lot of time to think, so I kind of made up everything in my mind. Uh, when we got back to Bristol, I went in my basement. Two days later, I had a prototype, a working prototype, tried it out, and uh, we realized that, hey, there, this thing has some legs. And so uh, we just jumped on in, and fortunately, my connections through racing, uh, that got us connected uh, to use this material. 
Uh, the nut job is actually made out of a special material, and that allows it to be flexible but incredibly durable. And so uh, that's pretty much what happened. We came up with an idea, saw that it had legs, and decided we'd just run with it. Well, besides what you've marketed it, like good guys, do you have any major companies that carry your product? Yeah, uh, National Parts Depot, for one. Okay. Uh, uh, they they sell it, and they've been selling them for a while. Uh, I have uh, people in Australia, have them in Canada, uh, all across the USA, but the, the major ones are National Parts Depot and also the National Corvette Museum. Okay, so it's not, not it's not exclusivity. You can you, anyone's allowed to pick up your product and become a retailer, correct? If I want to become a retailer, can I call your company and become a retailer for you? I would be happy to add you and something else. Uh, we even can put the name of your company on the label, so uh, you know, we can kind of specialize it that way. Add okay. your name and number, all of those. Things. Well, see, what I'd like to do is um, do I do about forty car shows a year in the market that I live in. And I host them through Pepsi, and I'm always giving away door prizes, and I would rather give away something people could use. So it, it's a way that you and I can, you know, work together. And I'll give if I give one of yours away at a car show, you'll probably have ten people order it because we'll all be jealous. <laughs> or I'll buy some from and I'll say, well, if you want to buy one, then come buy it from me because I'm telling you, I'd have gave you a hundred dollars for it because you have no what's that. I'll tell you a quick story about that. Uh, I sold one to a guy that, and there was a lot of car shows around the Charlotte area, and he started renting his out. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever they'd get to a show, you know, you could use it to dust everything off and go on. And and, uh, finally his buddies started buying off of me, so uh, he doesn't have to rent it as often anymore. But it did pay for itself. And the good thing about that type of material, it seems like the more I use it, the better it buffs, like a California duster or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus with uh, the nut job, you can take the socks off, throw them in the washing machine, wash them up, and put them right back in place. So they're a, a multi-use tool, and uh, uh, so it should stick with you. Boy, the better half would love that on her white blouse. <laughs> Why is this? Selective what you do. Make sure you throw them with the darks and the rags, right? Oh, my goodness. So when we're going on break, where do people, because I always um, tell my listeners when we're on break to go to your website so when we come back, they know where we're at and what to look at. So where do people go for more information online? Okay, you can go to haha-nutjob.com. Okay. And then that, that'll get them right to it. And then uh, phone number if they want to call direct. 423-612-5678. And that's East East Coast, right? Correct, Tennessee. Okay. All right, brother. Well, we're going to go, take a break, and we get back. I want to ask you more questions about this wonderful product. You're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette, Ryan Baker, and the Fishbowl. Let's say you want to make a DIY repair on your vehicle. Where do you go? Where do you turn for advice? Alan Taylor here. If you're considering free online repair advice, you might want to consider the source. Instead of putting your vehicle at risk, rely on accurate, complete guidance from start to finish with the experts at Haynes. Every Haynes manual is based on a complete teardown and rebuild of the vehicle. They learn the best ways to do the job and make it easier and cheaper for you. Available at most auto part retailers or at Haynes.com. (laughs) 
Welcome back, Street Rod and Custom Radio. And I think I got a new business partner. I'm going to start selling these things, Ryan. What do you think? You know, sounds like a great idea. I'm telling you, I'm ordering fifty as soon as we get off the air with him. But uh, still talking with Mister Nutjob himself, Randy the Crusher Lewis. What's Crusher mean? Oh, actually, I got that through racing. Uh, uh, one of a number of races and. I'm kind of small in stature and everything, and you know how car guys are. They like to give you uh, a goofy name or whatever, right. and uh, I just got the good end of the stick. They chose Crusher instead of Worm or something like that. Right. So, I mean, what did you race, by the way? Dirt? Pavement? Uh, no, drag race. Drag race. Okay. Actually, started out in street cars, worked my way all the way up to alcohol funny cars. No way. So, what was the first, well, your street cars? Were you a Chevelle guy, 57 Chevy? What did you race? 67 Camaro, and okay. I still have the car. Really? What was your first year you raced it? Let's see, uh, it was back while I don't remember <laughs> exactly. I have taken a shot to the head, split. That kind of messes up my memory at times. All right. So you raced a 67 Camaro. Was it called the Crusher? No, no, it was just my, my street car. And then uh-huh. uh, I started uh, with bracket cars, of uh, mostly Camaros. I did have Corvette and a Roadster and all that, but. They were always called the obsession. Right. Because okay. I, I had to race, and uh, uh, then uh, I won some races on my own. A professional team saw me, asked me to come work for them, and and that was the the Tosti Asti Spumanti Lamborghini. Okay. Uh, that we ran in Pro Modified, and so uh, I got to work my way up to car chief on that one, and that's part of. Later on, we built the '53 Corvette Pro Mod body that uh, they ran. For a long time in pro mod and monster truck racing and all those other things, so right. uh, had my hand in it pretty deep. So, so that's cool that you now can make an easy living by selling nut cleaners. <laughs> easy, because <laughs> <laughs> we all need clean nuts. <laughs> that's the plan, anyway. So, if they go to YouTube and watch that crazy video that my producer let me watch, <laughs> that you guys. You guys make sure to drink a lot of beer that day, the little Amish scenes. That was hilarious. <laughs> Whose daughter is that in the video? Actually, I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so uh, I'm an Amish-American to start with. Yeah, okay. So we just live in the now, and so uh, that's uh, what we kind of played on. We knew everybody would uh, relate to that. It can make people laugh. And right. I'll tell you something as far as sales go. Uh, if I can make you laugh, you will trust me. Right. That's a good so, point. Uh, that makes a world of difference. So wait, who's the blonde? That's not your daughter, right? <laughs> no. Because I'd no, call you dad. Not my daughter. That. That's, that's Madison, and uh, she's a business major at the University of Tennessee. So. <laughs> and you were like out and about and said, will you be our Amish girl in our crazy video? <laughs> that was, that's kind of the way it went. I'm uh, like, hey, Madison, I have an idea. How about if we give this a try? And she's probably like, oh, Lord, you dirty old men. <laughs> Hey, Randy, on the website, it talks about the uh, day you and Steve were driving around in Daytona, and this came about. Tell that story. A little bit of backstory where Steve was in the military when the the space shuttle actually blew up on reentry over Texas. Uh Uh, They got Steve and the the people uh, that he was associated with to go out there, and they had to pick up the pieces, basically, is how it went. And Steve just said that was such a miserable time uh, to do that. You know, uh, that was a, a pretty important part in, in the history of America. And uh, uh, he just said that was a miserable thing. Okay, now fast forward to uh, when they were going to launch the last space shuttle. And so Steve told me, he said, hey, I've, I've seen the really bad side. Let's go see the good side. Let's watch one of these blast off. And uh, so 
when the, I'm always ready for an adventure, that's not a problem. And so when he showed up here at my house, forced to leave uh, early in the day, he said, I have an idea. And uh, um, he said, I think if we can make this work, then uh, we'll hit the big time. So we got everything loaded in the car, drove all the way from Bristol to Daytona. And then once we got to Daytona, he said, okay, here's my idea. And mm-hmm. that's when he said, hey, it's such a problem to clean out around these lug nuts and that area on the, the cars. That's when he said, hey, we need to come up with uh, something to fix this problem. Well, later on, uh, we were sitting on the pier at uh, Cocoa Beach, and there was pretty women in bikinis all around. <laughs> and with me being the obsessive type, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I need to make adjustable jaws so it'll reach in all these different size openings and different size lug nuts. <laughs> and, and so uh, uh, that uh, uh, I figure I, I still have to punch him in the head for that, for <laughs> making right. me miss that opportunity. And there you have it. His nuts are clean. <laughs> <laughs> so how many did you sell good guys, approximately? Uh, well, we sold uh, uh, quite a few. I, I have... Uh, uh, some different distributors that sell and all that stuff. So we sold to a lot of people, but uh, some of the high-up ones that uh, are the really important people, besides you, of course, Boone. Right. But uh, the good guys, uh, some of the officials from good guys, really fell in love with it, and and uh, they're wanting to – they actually sent their merchandising guy over, so we're trying to work out something for all the good guys' shows and uh, some of the other events that – the officials deal with, plus George Petit, I'm sure you know the name George uh-huh. oh, yeah. Salt Flats and all that stuff, he came by and uh, was very impressed, and uh, he bought a bunch uh, to give out to some of his buddies and stuff, so uh, uh, we're making a, a pretty good dent there. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a place in Columbus called Jack's Wax that uh, it's really huge locally, that that's the only product I use on my 57. And I, I was telling him about your product. So once I get it in, I'm going to connect you two guys there also, because I'm telling you, there was one day at a car show real quick before we go to a break. Um, there was, I was, I was down to best of show between two, two cars were perfect. And my buddy goes, well, look at the lug nuts guarantee they're dirty. And I looked at the one guys and they were clean and the other guys were filthy. So the guy with the clean lug nuts won the best of show. So I would have walked over a guy. Here, man, twenty bucks. Get one of these. So, anyway, well, thanks for your time, Randy. It was a wonderful product. We're gonna get you back on the show soon, and stick around. And I'm gonna give you a credit card number, and let's order up some of these because I want all my friends and family to take advantage of this great product. Again, uh, ha, wait, nut job dash ha ha LLC. Go to www.haha-nutjob.com. Haha-nutjob.com, and believe me, you'll thank me for interviewing this man. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. You're tuned in to Street Rod Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette. The Covercraft products you know and trust are now available directly to you at Covercraft.com. You'll find custom car covers manufactured with high-performance fabrics, Carhartt seat covers in new Realtree camo patterns, dash mat dashboard covers, Colgan custom bras, specialty protection products from K9 covers, and a whole bunch more. Be sure to use the code DRIVE at checkout to receive free shipping in the continental U.S. Get protection for whatever you drive at Covercraft.com.
Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. We always bring it home again. A few weeks off, we need a tuner. It was a good show. They worked together. We talked about wheels and we talked about love. A lot of puns. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, to be in fifth grade again. In your ear with a can of beer. Remember that one? No, I don't. You didn't say them corny things? No, is that a Martin's Ferry thing? Wow. We'll pick on my hometown, are we? I'm just asking. I never heard that one. I mean, I know some, but not that. Well, you never heard again, you? Again, you? He pushing again me. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He pushing again me. I was trying to fix that chimney in my apartment. Po- I po- heard chimney. I was supposed to be in my apartment. What are you saying? Oh, Hillbonics. Yeah, you gotta love Hillbonics. So, so uh, you mentioned we haven't seen each other much. How, how was Good Guys? It was good. I know that's a busy weekend how, with everything going on in town. How can I say this about Good Guys? Uh, very, very commercialized. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I liked it, but there was something that was going on that I really didn't care for. The fact that the main drag at the fairgrounds for years, we were able to park our cars there. We're talking maybe a thousand cars in the entryway. Now it's just full of businesses. Now I understand that's how everybody makes her living, but I'm going to go find the business. I'm not going to have to have it shoved in my face. You'd rather see the cars. Yeah, right I think I think location spot. is everything in a fast food restaurant. But if I'm looking for the nut job cleaner, I'm going to find it. I did buy a real nice watch. I bought one of the 500 John Forrester watches. Guess what number I got between one and 500? 37. No. No. Think about it. 57. Da, ding, 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 ding. Dun, 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 dun. So I got number 57 so John pick, Forrester. Huh? And I get to see him at the Mac Tool Fair this year. And he say that he signs them. He knows his watches. That's so pretty I, cool. I bought one for Tomer. Way to get thirty five links added to it because he's got Neanderthal <laughs> arms. Four and then uh, little Dan collects watches. So, oh, that probably made his. Oh, day. He, he's here. probably still bright red. Oh, he sleeps with. It. I bet he. I bet he. I bet he spoons it at night. He hadn't taken it off. No. Well, you better in the shower. I think. Well, they're stainless. I think they're water resistant. But uh, but really cool watches. They got a little flip. Cone, uh, I don't know. It's like a Star Trek looking thing, but it's really cool. They made 500 of them, and and I was able to get three of them. So I got 57. I got little Dan 357 because he likes 57s and collects Mm -hmm. guns. And Tomer got 396 because he loves 69 Camaros. Oh, I thought you were going to say because that's how much he weighs. That too. (laughs) I think he's over that. Wow. Glad he doesn't listen to this. But uh, no, it's just good. And those are my crew. They took care of my 57 all weekend because it was hard for me. There was another major show in the region that I had to jump back and forth and back and forth. But the coolest thing I did... Don't do this at home, kids. I have an all-polished aluminum trailer that I haul my golf cart behind my 57. You see the pictures on Facebook? I did. Okay. Well, up at the continent, this is the area of Columbus, Ohio, outside, good guys, where everybody does big burnouts. Even a police cruiser did Police cruiser did a burnout. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was nice. I mean, just, uh, so what, you know? But the bad thing is there's always that one bad apple gets there and does a huge burnout. And it gets out of control and goes into the crowd and kills people, which is bad. But us old veteran guys can do a nice little burnout. This is like, burn your tires, man. We'll have my golf cart on the trailer on the back. So I looked at Tom and I said, watch this. I crank my air ride all the way up in the rear end, get on the left brake, and stab it. I never did a burnout with a trailer on the back in a golf cart, but it was the coolest thing ever. The crowd went crazy. <laughs> golf carts back are hanging on for dear life, but yeah. it was cool. That's cool. Yeah. I wish someone got it on video. I wish I could someone say, hey, you see it online? 
Now, how many people at Good Guys? Did you have the golf cart at Good Guys? Too? I, I did, and how many people were just amazed? They were, but they wouldn't let me take it off, the, which is fine. You can't have golf carts there, but as long as it's on the trailer, it was okay. Uh-huh. Now, Sunday, my car was there, and I rode my Harley over, so that was kind of cool. But they wouldn't let me take my Harley in, so I was parked out with some pretty radical looking bikes. But you think they'd want the bikes there on Sunday since they have all the domestic, uh, modern day cars? Yeah, so that'd be cool. But it was cool. It, it was it was definitely a good time, and. Uh, any, you know, any awards, any trophies for your No, I didn't even try. Don't even. So, good guys, you have to be really working the judges when they walk by. Mm-hmm. Austin Germain, the 69 Camaro we're affiliated with, we built that car, and uh, he got the Young Gearhead Award or something. Okay. Young, Young, Which is perfect Good guys, him. yeah, and he, he won that. And it's funny, the guy that picked him, his car was a guy that's uh, had a Mustang similar to his Camaro, all blacked out, pro touring. It was funny, and they even talked alike, walked alike, dressed alike. Their girlfriends looked similar. And the cars, other than it was a Mustang, and a sixty, probably a sixty nine or seventy Mustang. I didn't get a chance to look at it too close, but it looked just like Austin's sixty nine Camaro. That's so that's cool. cool. Anyway, uh, probably tickled in pink. Huh? Oh, he was so happy. Well, good. I, it, it, it's cool to, 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 to see a young guy that comes from a wealthy family that actually gets his hands dirty and builds his own car. Now, granted, he has some advantages we don't, but you know what? He doesn't act like it, and he won it fair and square with his own with his own visions and his own connections. And I don't do everything on my fifty seven. Anyway, we'll be back next week, same time, same channels, and all that fun stuff. You're still going to be with me, right, Ryan? As far as I know, as long as you don't fire me. All right, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host, Dan Longinette, a.k.a. Boots, and Ryan Baker in the Fishy Bowl. Talk to you next week. If the measure of a car was how many people it turned into people who love cars, the Subaru Outback would be worth its weight in gold, thanks largely to its symmetrical all-wheel drive. Unlike other systems that wait for a wheel to slip, it powers all four wheels all the time, all while with better fuel economy than midsize SUVs. And the fact that the Outback is made in a zero landfill plant doesn't hurt either. It's a car that is truly built to be loved. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru.